0: Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply.
2: Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast Aaron Ports, I'm with you on a Wednesday afternoon. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. I wanted the the uh, pause there just to make me wonder if the audio is working. Allison, you don't hear me. Professional. No, there was just a perfect half second pause before you said hello. Where I went? Oh no! And then you were, <laughs> then you were there. I really hope this all stays in the podcast. I do too, and I hope that this <laughs> podcast is <isn't>, lasts
3: longer. <laughs> I
2: hope it's not ruined by the time the sun comes up tomorrow. As yes. last week's was with yes. news that John Davidson has rejoined the Blue Jackets organization after a two year hiatus. If we, it doesn't even seem, honestly, talking in the last few days since he's come back, I have to like remind myself, oh, yeah, he was gone and he's come back just because the last two years have been so effed up, anyways. Yes. It just feels like nothing really changed and he's still here again. We're going to get into John Davidson. Uh, for sure, later in this podcast, uh, first some some news and some some tidbits. Um, Allison, the Blue Jackets are looking for a coach. I know you love the story, love it. Um, yeah, and so here's <laughs> what we can tell you at this point. Not all of this is out there yet, so if you're listening in front nationwide, breaking news, you might have a scoop here. We need like a breaking. We need like breaking news music. Uh, the old Our night-wide. producer does
3: enough that I think. Oh, I could give you breaking news music. Oh, okay, and to keep that in perfect. right there. Yep, that's, our, that's our <laughs> awesome producer, Danielle. We love her. Let's get She's it. She's the best. I'm keeping nice. that second pause in, too. <laughs> yeah. Say oh, hi good. to our listeners, Danielle.
0: Hello, listeners.
2: See? Perfect. Um, Gerard Gallant, former Blue Jackets assistant coach, former Blue Jackets head coach, uh, of course, head coach with Vegas and Florida, has interviewed with the Blue Jackets, uh, I believe, for from League uh, of Riga Latvia. Easy for me to say Liga Latvia. Riga Latvia, believed to be the first Blue Jackets coaching interview ever from mm. Riga Latvia. Mm. Um, we can also say that Rick Tockett is going to interview later this week, either Thursday or Friday. Uh, Blue Jackets assistant coach Brad Larson has interviewed, you already know that. And we believe David Quinn is a candidate to be interviewed or will interview as well. Um Obviously, this is the time of year where you throw a ton of lines into the water, hope to get some bites. We can tell you that Kirk Muller has not been contacted. That's a name that seemed to jump off the page when this process began. And Nate Lehman of Providence College, U.S. World Juniors coach, he he's considered kind of a, a, an up-and-comer in the coaching world. He's done a great job at the college level. Uh, he has also not been contacted by the Blue Jackets. So I, certainly you don't cross those guys off the list, but you'd think if the Blue Jackets were – interested in them, uh, they would have been contacted by now. One thing else we can tell you, Allison, uh, the Blue Jackets players are, the leadership group is, um, I think the way it was told me, they have, quote, input on this coaching process, which I, I believe is a franchise first here. Uh, and I wonder your thoughts on that as someone who understands leadership at a, at a intellectual level. You know
3: me so well, that was exactly where my head went. I I love it. I I do. I think that, you know, we keep going back to the story that you wrote. Um, Gosh, was it last month? Time feels so irrelevant of talking to former Blue Jackets. Um, And, you know, I think that this shows the kind of response to learning about issues that may or may not have existed in your organization, that that makes the organization better. Um, if if players haven't always maybe felt valued in ways other than just dollars, I think this is this is a great step. I think it's valuable. I think that it gives players some skin in the game um, because if they are involved, then they can't come back later and say this hack that you hired sucks. <laughs> if they had some input in in, in who who gets hired ultimately um i think it also continues to reinforce stronger and stronger communication between the decision makers for the organization and those who play the game for the organization on the ice so from a team building perspective and from taking the right steps the right way forward i love it it's a great thing to hear
2: yeah i i wonder too if that if that means it's leaning a certain way like i think players I don't think I don't think this is absolute. I think there are exceptions to this. I think players tend to have initial and immense respect for people who have played the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Uh, former NHL player, dot 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 is now coach of the such and such. And that, that interests me. And it makes me wonder if that they're not going to go in that direction, perhaps. I I, I still don't have a read for, I mean, Yarmoki. Yarmo has said what everyone says. We're looking for a culture guy. We're looking for a X's and O's guy. Experience is a must, but there's nothing. There is no substitution for experience. That doesn't really narrow the field, right? Um, And I think this is a hard read. Yarmo Hecklinen has never done a coaching, a true coaching search here, right? Uh, The the only coach that he and I don't. That's not something against him. If anything, it's a. It's a pat on the back because they've only had two coaches during his tenure. He fired Todd Richards. They hired John Tortorella, and there really wasn't another candidate for that, for that job. Tortorella just made perfect sense to them at the time. So this is kind of a new thing. It's hard to get a read on this, and I'm, I'm glad my cell phone bill has unlimited minutes or my <laughs> plan because it's, it's intense. Um, one other thing that the players, uh, Allison, are, are having a say in is the remodeling of the dressing room within Nationwide Arena, which is the big summer project? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see what this looks like. But, and I don't think the, the players are, none of them are certainly architects, but they have, that's their office. That's yep. where they do their work and their, their prep and where they spend a ton of their time. Uh, so why not give them, I don't want to say free reign of the place, but give them a budget and let them map the place out? Uh, thoughts on that?
3: Yeah. Again, I love it for a lot of the same reasons that I already mentioned. And I think it it also gives the organization just one more window into what players think about and value and are interested in. I mean, as much as these players spend most of their time in the Columbus dressing room and locker room, they do see some of the amenities when they travel because they obviously in a normal world hit the other 30. It will soon be 31 facilities in the league. And I'm sure they hear things from their friends. And so I think that, again, if you're trying to find out how to communicate to your players that you value them, if you don't know the answer, there's literally very few things better than saying, okay, to your point, if here's a budget, I mean, we can't spend bazillion dollars, but what do you want? What makes this valuable? And I think it's, it's again, just a great step. I honestly was pleasantly surprised they were doing it with or without the player's input. I think they've always kept that facility really nice and, and strong. That was something that we heard in those former jacket interviews you did. So I like that it's a little proactive in my estimation. And that again, they're letting the people who do the work on the ice and spend the time there say what that space needs to be.
2: Yeah. It only makes sense. Uh, another quick update for you, the double IHF world championships are going on in Riga, Latvia. And so far the story of the, of the tournament has been the Latvian team, and specifically last Friday, Matisse Kivleniak, you know him as the Blue Jackets third-string goalie. He's the starter for Latvia because Elvis Merzlikens, who would be the guy, has been the guy for years for Latvia, is staying with his wife as their first child is, is uh, coming near. So Kivleniks is the guy for Latvia. 38 save shutout over Canada. The first time Latvia has ever, ever beaten Canada in the world championships. And first of all, no one parties like Latvians party anyways. But that <laughs> scene last Friday, uh, Rika, the host city, who where I believe they lost to Canada 11-0 last time they played wow. them at home wow. when they hosted the tournament. This time they beat him two to nothing, and the party was on. That may be, and this will be hard for, for some North American NHL fans to get their arms around. That as long as he plays this game, that may be Matisse Tiflaniac's career highlight.
3: Mm-hmm. And and that's great. I mean, this we we touch on his story from time to time, but you know, Matisse made a huge jump when he came even into the AHL. He he had a stellar performance. Way young in a much lower league in a, in an international tournament that he was playing in because an entire team was was not able to play comes in has to make a whole adjustment to living on his own living as an adult has, has had that taste of the NHL for a couple seasons now um, and I just really like this for him forget the hockey forget the reporting side of it what a, what a neat little fun story for him too and and as much as we love Elvis. As a goaltender, I mean, what a great story that it's not Elvis, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, Elvis has a well earned reputation and deserved respect with his country that will not wane. But how nice to to step up finally out of the shadow and do this. I think it's I think it's awesome.
2: And it's interesting to me too because we've been saying for months now that the Blue Jackets in the expansion draft maybe they lose Eric Robinson, mm-hmm. maybe they lose Dean Kukin. You know, the goaltending situation is perfect for them because they don't have to protect Elvis. He's exempt. They can protect Jonas Corpusalo, and they can dangle Kivleniak. They can expose Kivleniak because he's he's got enough to qualify as a guy they can expose. And then the more you think about it, you go, well, God, what well, Seattle claims Kivleniak? I mean, I don't think that's out of the question. Not as one of their top two NHL goalies. But certainly as an organizational goalie, I, could, I don't think we should rule that out as well as he's played. He had a really good season in the American Hockey League this year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he has done himself very well at the Worlds. Next up for Latvia, by the way, Allison, is the USA on Thursday. Mm, interesting. So Kif will be facing Eric Robinson, Adam Klendening, uh, and behind the bench also for the Team USA is Jamie Healy, Blue Jackets equipment manager.
0: Yay, Jamie!
2: Uh, doing that in in uh, in Riga, uh, Clint Denning is playing pretty well for the for the USA. Voronkov scored today for Russia. Uh, lots of Blue Jackets over there. Check it out on the website. Not a ton of interest typically in North America for the the double IHF World uh, Championships, but it's um, it's a, and this is a batshit crazy tournament here. Canada just won for the <laughs> first time beating Norway. They'd lost their first, (laughs) their first three games. Um, So double IHF.com If you want to root around and look at that stuff, it's very interesting. Um, So the big story that we, we talked about early uh, earlier here today, um, John Davidson, Allison is back in the fold Uh, press conference uh, on Thursday and the news broke on Wednesday. Uh, Just your thoughts on all of this. I, I feel like the organization is doing the best it can to present this as nothing's changed uh, since two years ago. Uh, John Davidson just slots right back into where he was. I think think it has an interesting feel to it, how John Davidson came here after the 11-12 season, which was just such an abomination. They needed him to steady things then. I don't think it's that bad now, but it had the feel that it was heading that direction. So maybe if, if is it fair to say, Allison, that in 2013, if he, helped, um, if he helped rescue this organization, that maybe this time he threw the brakes on some troubling signs here and he's, he's, he's kind of being asked to do a similar thing? Or is that overstating things?
3: No, I, I think that it definitely will. I mean, there was there was a sense of, you know, I, I, a friend of mine was speaking to me after um, this is a fan was speaking to me after the season ended. And he said, it's it's strange how blank the canvas felt in front of the blue jackets. And I think that this kind of steadies that, as you said, and. In in a couple of years, if this is an organization that had a a reload, as Yarmo Kekalainen has described it, and and steadies and and continues to make steps forward, I think John Davidson is a, is a big part of that for sure.
2: Davidson gets a five year deal. Yarmo Kekalainen gets a two year extension, so he has four years on his contract now. Allison, what does that what does that do to the to the word reload to you? The the
3: the contract length or the fact that they're both here for the next four years.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just that these guys have some term now. Does it, to me, it takes some starch out of the word reload now. Interesting.
3: Um, no, to, I mean, honestly, like, and, and this is not to do with either of these two individuals, like a contract extension is always there to calm the water, say everything's fine. No one's going to go anywhere, but there, it's, I, it all can disappear in a second anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. um, to me, that's what this is. This is a normal step by an organization. Um, I think it's not the, the, the length so much as, you know, John Davidson has been, I'm sure we'll get into this too, has been kind of on this, you know, media tour du jour. I think every time I'm, I'm looking at Twitter or listening to, to a radio or a Sirius XM hit, John Davidson has either just spoken or is speaking or is about to speak. Um, I think he might be putting that gloss on things that might be taking a little bit longer. Um, but the contract specifically, that that doesn't um, infuse that messaging to me. That The message with the contracts is more a stability message for me, at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep.
1: You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: Tell me about John Davidson and his ability to convey messages, his ability to represent an organization, what they have now that they didn't have before.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and again, with, with full respect to the individuals who were here after John Davidson left and now still here, you know, and I think we saw it in spades in the the opening press conference, you know, I mean, I certainly don't mean to put into, into frame what John Davidson may or may not have actually known at that press conference. I'm sure he's still familiar with the blue jackets organization, but he was focused on the Rangers for the past sure. two years, but his ability to come in, to be edifying to everyone involved, to the city, to the team, while still, as he should be, getting his arms around the ins and outs of the new specifics, contracts, player decisions, this and that. He, he doesn't really, at least in my opinion, when he had that press conference, he doesn't yet know the nitty gritty of every single issue, nor should we have expected him to. But he was able to give that air. He's able to, you know, as I already said, kind of calm things down. He does not mind, or at least he puts forth the image that he does not mind. Eighteen thousand media availabilities, and he has gravitas. And I think what he really brings is, you know, there's all different kinds of leadership styles, and John Davidson is very, very clearly, at least publicly, rooted in a relationship-driven leadership yeah. style. And I think that that is a huge piece for this organization when they're looking at trying to retain. And also acquire top-level talent. You need that connection, that emotional connection, as we always keep talking about, that thing that's not just the money that's at the bottom line of that contract that you sign. And for me, when you look at building relationships with players, potential players, the league fans, um, someone with the reputation earned that John Davidson has and the skill at relationship building that he has is essential um, to what this organization needs to do going forward.
2: And it's so important here. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I uh, so we get into the specifics of every situation because that's, that's the right thing to do. And so just a couple examples, all of the players that have left here the last couple of years, they all have different reasons for leaving. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, in terms of the success of the club, all that really matters, Allison is they're not here, right. right, right And how did you replace them? Yes. and it's not who's right or who's wrong in how they left. It's ultimately, it's that they're not here. And how did you replace them? And so in that sense, I, I feel like I feel like this is so similar to 2013. Not saying one is worse than the other or that the situation then or sorry, situation now is as bad as it was then, because I don't think it is. But I think the situation is the same in the sense that Blue Jackets fans needed someone to say it's going to be okay," Mm -hmm. And they needed to believe that voice. Yes. Because there was they were getting really worried here. Yes. Understandably. Yes. Um, I, he's like the soother in chief. Yes, in that response, in that in that respect, and and I love the response. I, this was in the Sunday gathering of of notes. The Blue Jackets about the Seth Jones thing, where it's it, that is that is such a huge decision for this club, and the way he looks at it and the way he handles it is well. Listen, it, it, he's either going to stay or he's not. And if he's not going to stay, we're going to do the best we can with the situation. Almost saying in a, a lot of words, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay. And people believe uh, his voice when he says things.
3: Absolutely. I, I, again, it's all that communication, that relationship. You, you want to sit down and have dinner with John Davidson, right? Yes. Because you're going to get great hockey stories. You feel like he's going to listen to you. You feel like he's interested. Um, and that that's what establishes that emotional connection. And to your point, conveys that stability. Now, again, the inner workings of what reinforces that stability. The action is so many people involved. It's the work of Yarmo. It's the work of the scouting crew. It's the work of people like Josh Flynn. It's the work of the players. It's the work of the support staff, the coaching staff. So it's not like John Davidson himself comes in and fixes everything, right. but, but he gives that face, that veneer. And, and it, to your point, what it feels like comparable to 2013 is it gives all of that group of people that have to do the necessary work more time and space to do that work. Yes. While John Davidson serves as that nice little frosting on the cake, taking care of everything outside facing and protecting. Not that that's probably not the right word, but insulating, maybe um, yeah. freeing up um, the people who have the hard tasks um, ahead of them to to write the ship here.
2: And I guess that's what I what I meant by the the word taking the starch out of the word uh, reload because. Mm-hmm. I felt like that they were almost building that up to themselves and saying, holy shit, we have to be really good next year. Or mm. then what? Yeah. And who knows what becomes of resources? Who knows what becomes of oh, these... The I mean, John Davidson loves to accumulate picks and prospects and players and build it up so that you can cash it in when you're ready to. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that they weren't going to do some stuff that would have made sense to them at ground level, but on the outside hovering from 500 feet would have looked irrational as hell Mm -hmm. because we have to be good next season. And I think the five years for John Davidson and the four for Yarmo Kakalina, to your point, there's now a, a big, deep breath. Not that they don't want to be good next year. Of course they do. And I think they can be better next year than a lot of people expect. I do, but they, it, they don't need to be rash. Right. They don't need 100%. to be rash. There's now, there's time to say, okay, that's not there this summer. That isn't there. But we're also, we don't have to trade two of the first round draft picks. Right. For today help. And and if and if the right player is not available, well, then we just have to trade it for this guy who's going to help us this year, even if he's not worth a first round draft pick. like Right, right. And that's the kind of stuff I think John Davidson allows them to say, okay, do what's right. We've turned the stove down a little bit here. Just proceed with your jobs. The other thing I think that, that none of us can fully comprehend because we don't see it is it helps Yarmo immensely to have someone between him and ownership. Mm-hmm. Someone who can listen to what Yarmo's thinking because Yarmo still makes a ton of calls. Yep. He still puts together the plan, says, here's what we can do. He's the guy who's calling other GMs and saying, you know, what do you got? What are you looking to move? How can you help us? And then he brings it to John Davidson. But John Davidson is the one then who's charged with explaining it to Mike Priest, to John P. McConnell, if he reaches that point. And you've got really, really one of the finest communicators of our time. To convey that message, that's an invaluable benefit, I would think.
3: Oh, a million percent! And you know, I talk all the time about the idea of a translator um, role between those who are doing hardcore analytical type work and a coach or a, a playing staff or a scouting team. And 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 a similar thing is here too. I mean, th- at the root of everything, successful communication makes or breaks everything. I don't care what it is, and when you are as smart and as focused as someone like Yarmo is sometimes you just you just want to, and I'm not saying this is Yarmo, but this is what happens first of all it's it can actually be annoying to have to go deal with the quote unquote higher ups because you know yes. you have shit to do yes. <laughs> right? And you don't right. want to do all the fluff and pomp and circumstance around it. So to have someone who's willing to do that is a relief, honestly, and someone who can say, you know, Uh, If someone, if Yarmo's put together this however many point plan and knows exactly what players he wants and how he's going to do it, he's already synthesized that all in his brain. And so to slow that down and to explain that to ownership or whomever can can again not be as successful because Yarmo and his team have already thought through the hundred steps that get them to those points. Yeah. When sometimes ownership needs to hear the hundred steps <laughs> because right. they're owners. And that's again, where a communicator, someone who's skilled in communication can come into play. And again, this is anywhere. I mean, this is, I saw this in, in my former life is that anyone who can take one area of specialists message to another area of specialists and provide successful communication, which requires sending a message and that message being received is invaluable to anything. And I think that as you're explaining here, that's what John Davidson is doing both for ownership and for the front office, quite frankly.
2: Yeah. Now we got the sense that Yarma was looking to add a senior advisor.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So I I don't, they would not have hired, they weren't look. they were not actively looking for another president of hockey operations. And I don't think they fill that job if John Davidson doesn't come available. sure. Um, But Yarma was looking for a senior advisor type who had been a GM in the NHL before. So he could have a sounding board.
3: Yep. Huge. Great idea.
2: Love that. Oh, hugely important. And now now that's obviously off the that's done because because now Davidson's in there. Um, But, and we've also heard that, that Joseph Bemidian's coming over, Mm-hmm. To, to work in the U.S. permanently, he's been the director of European scouting. Uh, so a permanent move here would seem to suggest he's taking on a different job. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see what what role he fills. But it does it does feel just with that hire, and again, nothing against the 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 guys that were still here. It just you look at their you look at their executive level now compared to other teams. And you go, Oh yeah. Okay. They're good. Yeah. They're good. It looks, it looks like it's filled out and reasonable and healthy. Yeah.
3: And, and, you know, listen, for me personally, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. (laughs) That's never a concern
2: for me, but go ahead.
3: (laughs) But, but there's, there's so much I don't know. Now I'm proud of what I do know, right and i'll advocate to be heard on those points but if i can get people around me who can make me better and teach me things as i go cuz no one's ever going to know everything right. you know to to me building out this team is an amazing awesome sign and i think it also speaks to the individuals who are involved across the board because some people you bring in a former boss for lack of a better word that person could be offended that person could be upset and i think it's a huge comment positively that this group all said, okay, we're going to work together and let's, let's move forward because not everyone can do that. And I think to say, you know what, I'm really good, but I can always be better. And I'm going to bring in more voices and smart voices and different voices. And that's going to make all of us better, which means we all win is, is awesome. I love it.
2: Yeah. And I asked Yarmo point blank and JD point blank from Yarmul's. The question was, did, Did they have to? Did they ask for your approval before they hired? Sure, John Davidson. And for John Davidson, it was: Did you need Yarmo to be okay with this before you came on board? Mm -hmm. And they both said this was in our uh, Sunday notes as well. They both said that 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 they were fine with this. Yeah. Um, And but I, you know, you get the sense, and Yarmo may not like me saying this, but I think it's fair. I, I think what makes it okay with him is that it's John Davidson. Sure
3: that of course and that's it, fine.
2: it would have been okay if it were another person and the other person handled the presidency as John Davidson does but the fact that it's John Davidson and he knows how to handle the presidency I think certainly made made it more palatable.
3: Oh, I mean I I have zero issue with that being true. It, I mean that of course like and it and it speaks to if Yarma was looking for a senior advisor of course Who you're working with, how they do the job when you're working with them matters. We all know that. We've all interviewed for jobs. We know that's part of the deal. So yeah, again, there's no problem with being critical or wanting to be involved in decisions like this. Um, And it's all about fit and they have a fit. And I think that's great. And I think it's great that they're going to try and make every part of the organization better through more collaboration with more voices.
2: Yeah, that's good stuff. What major news story is gonna to break tonight, Alice? Yeah. What do you think?
3: Listen, that podcast about goaltending is evergreen.
2: It was good. It's gonna be fine. It was good. It was very it, good. Yeah. They're it'll all be, good, Aaron. It it would be better to listen to it right now than it would have been last week. <laughs> Although it was
3: funny. It happened literally like yeah. it was kind of humorous. I
2: think it's, it's not enough, if it's evergreen, but it's like super green right now. So go back <laughs> and listen to that.
3: It's evergreen until something happens with one of the two goaltenders. How about that?
2: Yes. Right.
3: Yes. Agree.
2: Anything else we need to get to?
3: I, I don't think so. I think it's good.
2: We are one week away from the lottery. Yes. I love the lottery. I love the draft. Um, what don't now, you like, Aaron? Um. Mm. Maybe systems. Oh. <gasps> maybe.
3: Wow! Um, this is a moment. <laughs>
2: so i asked this is great this is the power of twitter i asked for i asked if there were any executive level um statisticians or not executive level sorry graduate degree level statisticians out there and of course blue jackets fans are among the smartest fans in all of
3: twitter is apparently a
2: graduate level and they're like five yes i've got this degree that's great so i have three people who have agreed to do this and i'm going to send them Every time the Blue Jackets have been in the lottery, Mm -hmm. their odds, and the fact that they've never won it, and have them figure out what are the odds that they haven't won it, given all of their odds cumulative. Mm -hmm. And I've asked three of them. I didn't didn't tell them this part because I want to see if they all come up with the same answer.
3: I can't believe I wasn't involved in this process. I'm now mad
2: at you. I took mercy on you because I didn't think you'd want it do it but if you want to Uh, mm
3: -hmm. oh no 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 it's fine
2: it's fine so look look for that i'm not sure what form that that sucker's gonna take um but it'll be it'll be fun and i think interesting um all right anything else alice did i already ask you that you did and and still nothing else still nothing particularly
3: no statistical help for you mr anti-systems man Uh, i see
2: i mean it's important but i Mm -hmm. think it's a touch over oh my god touch over played we we need to end this show. Just the system. Wow. Uh, all right, thanks everybody. We will uh we'll be back. I think one of us will anyways uh <laughs> next Wednesday. I may be injured left unable to perform. Um but we will talk to you uh then. Thanks for listening as always.
1: Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub